Will the Federal Reserve tomorrow raise short-term interest rates yet again? A better question is, why is our central bank in the business of manipulating interest rates in the first place? Hello, I'm Steve Forbes, and this is What's Ahead, where you get the insights you need to better navigate these turbulent times. The commercial and financial worlds are eagerly anticipating not only what the Fed does with interest rates this week, but also what hints it might drop about its future moves. This whole exercise is preposterous and destructive. Tragically, the Fed and other central banks still believe in the Phillips curve. This theory posits that there's an inverse relationship between inflation and unemployment. That is, if you want less unemployment, you have to get more inflation, and vice versa. Less inflation means more unemployment. In other words, a booming economy leads to inflation. The reality is that there are two kinds of inflation. One is a disruption to the economy, like a natural disaster, a war, or the lockdowns we experienced with COVID-19. Normal production is disrupted, leading to shortages and higher prices. The best cure here is simply to let the economy heal. The traditional kind of inflation comes when the value of a currency is reduced, usually by creating too much of it. Prosperity does not cause inflation. Yet the Federal Reserve does not focus at all on the crucial necessity of a stable currency. Nor does any other central bank, with the exception of the Swiss National Bank. Instead, the Fed needlessly raises short-term interest rates with the express intention of slowing economic activity. That will bring down the pace of rising prices, but it doesn't cure the disease. During the 1970s, the Federal Reserve engineered recessions to fight inflation. Price rises abated, but that was undermined when the Fed decided to ease up by undermining the value of the dollar. Only in the early 1980s, when we got a better, more stable dollar policy, did inflation abate. Yet the idea that the Fed should try to influence the pace of economic growth remains virtually unchallenged. That it should try to manipulate interest rates goes unquestioned. Most economists agree that rent controls distort the real estate market. The Fed's monetary version of rent control does the same for the credit markets. It harms the economy. Now, defenders of the Fed say its hands are tied by the so-called dual mandate from Congress to achieve both maximum employment and stable prices. In the real world, the best and absolutely critical contribution the Fed can make is keeping the value of the dollar stable. The best barometer for that, for a variety of reasons that have held up for thousands of years, is the price of gold. We have a presidential election coming up. The herd of candidates should address the issue of how exactly they would approach this seemingly powerful and untouchable institution. Several have criticized the Fed's behavior. Only Vivek Ramaswamy has made it a critical issue. He wants it to focus on stabilizing the value of the dollar against a basket of commodities, which would include gold, period. I'm Steve Forbes. Thanks for listening. Do send in your comments and suggestions. I look forward to being with you soon again. Oh.